Common. Welcome, Athotira, buongiorno. It's me, Jeff, coming all the way from UK. That's right, I'm back in the hometown of London, back here for some shows. Did a lovely show last weekend to a sold-out audience of absolute fucking legends. If you did make it along to that show, thank you very much for coming. I appreciate your support. It was very kind of you. Uh, I'm going to be popping over to Bucharest in Romania tomorrow morning to go and do shows out there as well. IC Fest to 5,000 wonderful delegates out there. So that should be a good laugh. Um, first of all, if you are tuning in to the Savage Snowflake podcast for the first time, thank you very much. Welcome. I hope you're going to enjoy the next hour. Remember, there are another seven episodes for you to download previously. They're all available on soundcloud.com slash Savage Snowflake Podcast. Alternatively, check out iTunes or any of the good podcast networks. They'll be listed on there. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Jeff Leach. But without further ado, let's get stuck into it. Jesus Christ, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks um i was away in new york city obviously you guys would have seen some of the shows out there or maybe attended one or two yourself and i appeared on a shit ton of other people's podcasts as well as on uh, justin silver's neurotica podcast kevin brennan's burning bridges i was on anthony cumia's show with uh, jim norton uh what else andy fury's raw fury on sirius xm Legion of Skanks podcast appeared on that again. That was a weird one. That was a weird one. I know quite a few of you might be crossover fans as well because I know the, you know, the Legion boys have got uh, an army of legendary and very, very supportive fans. Oh goodness gracious me, they love those boys, don't they? Really? They got like they got fans who get like tattoos of their logo. I haven't reached that stage yet. No one's got a tattoo of me or of my logo, or of the Savage Snowflake podcast, anywhere. If you do get a tattoo of my podcast, guess what? There's an incredible prize in it for you. Um, I will absolutely, when we're in the same city, in the same town, take you out for a burger and and potentially give you a reach around. That's what you get to look forward to if you ever decide to brandish the mark of this horrendous audio offering onto your body for all eternity do it do it um but yeah i appeared on a load of things but yeah the legion of skanks one was a bit of a weird one i don't know if you guys listened to it first of all we were recording outside their brand new studios gas digital studios and we recorded in the back garden which i thought was an interesting choice for sound but you know we were pretty fucking baked we all had a huge spliff before we got started and uh, everyone was ridiculously baked it was almost like an afterthought episode no one really seemed like they could be bothered <laughs> uh all the boys just were a bit like yeah i mean we're pre-recording this because it's going out on uh you know independence was it what was independence day that day whatever it was june the june the fourth yeah it was it was fucking whatever the day they kicked the redcoats out of america and they love to celebrate shit like hey we, we totally won a war let's celebrate it anyway I went on the podcast, got super stoned, and then uh, there was like a guy digging in a road with a pneumatic drill at halfway through, and that's the moment where Luis J. Gomez decided to get me to plug my own podcast. He's like, yeah, do your plugs. Uh, and then the guy started drilling. I was like, you really want me to do my plugs over that? He's like, yeah, sure. It'd be funny. It was kind of a bit dismissive. Um, and I spent most of the podcast just uh, feeling a little bit like 
the lads would have been perfectly fine if I wasn't there. I didn't feel like a guest. I felt like a viewer. It was it was really fucking weird. Normally when there's an audience, they do it in the studio in front of a live audience. It makes a big difference because the people are, you know, getting into the comedy. Whenever I would have dropped gags, as I did over the course of the podcast, people would react. Whereas the boys were just all baked and caught up in their little three-way thing. It was a weird one. It was a weird one. It wasn't exactly the usual Legion of Skanks experience I'm used to. But it was still fun to meet up with those boys. Uh, all the other podcasts I did were excellent and amusing. So hopefully you can check some of those out. Make sure especially to check out the Neurotica podcast. The other ones have got bigger followings, I think. Neurotica definitely has a, a decent following, but it's also a newer podcast. And I think it's doing something very different. Justin Silver and I dis- discussed like... I mean, it's all about your, your, you know, your, your ailments of the mind. It sounds very serious, but it was, um, it was a very, it was a mixture of very funny, quite personal, and also a lovely uh, exploration by two devilishly handsome men who just wanted to understand why they're lonely and. <laughs> crippled by various insecurities it was it was honest and it was good and it was everything that I love about you know what we do here on the Savage Snowflake podcast and what I do on stage as a comedian ah oh, goodness gracious me the world is it's every day and every week this world is getting more and more just fucking ridiculous Trump is president cool okay we've accepted that Kim Kardashian has been uh, leading the charge on prison reform. <laughs> Did you you heard about this? My my UK and European viewers might not know about this. Uh, listeners might not know about this. The US ones definitely will. Kim Kardashian went to meet with Donald Trump to uh, implore him to release uh, a lady who's been locked up for quite a few years um, for pretty much a bullshit charge. Anyway, she went in there and and it worked. He signed the paperwork. Had this lady released from prison. It's it's just you can't write this shit. I don't I don't know, man. If this isn't just a long game for one of the most groundbreaking reality series of all time, then I I, I don't know what it is. It, it can't be real. At this point it can't be real. Trump's president, Kim Kardashian is leading the charge on fucking prison reform. Donald Trump at this very moment is in North Korea with King Jong-un. And guess what? Dennis Rodman is out there to fucking mediate the discussions. Like, I give it, give it, give it, give it, I give it like three months before Justin Bieber is brokering the perfect Israel-Palestine peace treaty. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's reached that level of ridiculous that if, if, if old Biebs doesn't bring about peace... In the Middle East. I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen, man. Katy Perry. Katy Perry's going to gonna, gonna, gonna eradicate pedophilia. She's taking on all pedophile rings in the, across the world. Uh, <coughs> uh, Liza Minnelli. Is she even still alive? Is she alive, Liza Minnelli? Is she, she's got to be. I'm going to Google it. Liza Minnelli is, 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 is going to be tackling, <coughs> is tackling the greenhouse effect. She's she's developed. Liza Minnelli has teamed up with Elon Musk to develop an incredible, supercharged, ice-creating biodome that is going to repopulate the world with the icebergs, the polar caps that are melting and eradicating wildlife across the globe. I I don't know. I can't. 
safe with any kind of certainty because this is all fabricated in the comedy construct. But some of those things might come true. Who knows? I just think, that, like, it's crazy. It's crazy that the, what are meant to be the most serious facets of life are now seem so farcical. It's like our entire life is is uh, some kind of ridiculous um, restoration comedy play. You know, those of you who are theatre buffs will know what I'm talking about. Those of you who won't, won't. In which case, read a fucking book, you moron. Jesus Christ. Anyway, it was good to be back in New York City when I was out there for those two weeks. Had some amazing shows, amazing podcasts. Got stuck in. Uh, I really miss New York. You know? It's only when I go back there I remember that uh, I am most definitely a London slash East Coast boy. You know? I like the reality. That's what I, you don't find that in Los Angeles. You don't get the reality of personality. And by that, I don't mean there's not like real people. I just mean the majority of the population of the city, they face reality on a daily basis in New York and they give reality on a daily basis. If someone hates you in New York City, you know about it. In fact, if someone doesn't, doesn't hate you you'll still feel like they do in new york city new york city is the kind of city where you walk out of your building on a tuesday morning and as soon as you fucking walk out of your apartment door someone's like hey cocksucker motherfucking asshole bitch you jesus christ suck my dick you motherfucking ass and that's just the doorman of your building do you know what i mean it's ridiculous whereas los angeles i realized that if you don't leave los angeles for a for an extended period of time you don't you don't get to remember that actually there's a lot of <laughs> reality in the world because it's not a place for reality hollywood my friends ladies and gentlemen it is not a place where you'll discover your true self it's a place to get lost in the self you want to be maybe the 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 fabricated self the the creative flamboyant self the the character self and uh jesus christ was it good to get away from that for a couple of weeks and now i'm back in england which is just a a, a new set of reality nuances that misery me out I, yeah, that's that's my new terminology misery me out grammatically incorrect but i think it has a nice flow to it i'm all miseried out guys um don't get me wrong, when I come back to London, I do like to see my friends. I do like to catch up with people. Problem is, all of my closest friends back here, they're all married now. They, they're all married. They've all popped out at least one baby. Literally, the last set of friends, you know, close friends that I've got here have just... They're the last ones to do it, but they've popped out a baby. He's adorable. Little kids. He's called Tyriel, <laughs> which is not only, I think, like an epic name. It's the most British naming of a baby without actually being the most British naming of a baby. Like, it's how... I think it's the most British naming of a baby in the eyes of an American, you know? No one in England calls their kid Tyriel, but everyone in America would assume that everyone in England would call their kid Tyriel. Does that make sense? Like, they're just going, oh, whoa, uh, hey, what are, your, what, are your, what are your family called? You got, you got, a, you got a Tyriel in there? You got, a, you, got a, you got a Joffrey? Is that what you got? Is it, are you all Game of Thrones characters out there? Tell me. Tell me what you name your children. Is it Thaddeus? Do you have a child named Thaddeus? But no, my, kid, my, my, my friends actually did it. They named their kid Tyriel. It's a, a, a sick name. But I also can't help but think at some point, school's gonna be difficult you know what i mean he's gotta go by ty or 
Tiri. Tiri is what they're saying. But I think Ty is what he's going to go by at school. I reckon he's going to go, no, just call me Ty. Just call me Ty. Until that teacher, that dickhead teacher at one point goes, Tiriel, Tiriel. Here's, uh, do you know what I mean? That's it. That's his fucking life over that kid. Jesus Christ. Hopefully he'll be big though. He'll be big. You know what? My friend was telling me uh, a very amusing thing about being a new dad that he didn't realize was going to happen. And something that I didn't experience when I was a stepfather. I had a, I had a relationship for four years where I raised someone else's kid. And it's, you know what? There's so much weird shit around babies that you're not even prepared for. And my friend was uh, guilty of this the other day. He was guilty of it. He wasn't guilty of anything. That's a poor choice of words with what I'm about to say. He was thrown, shall we say, guilty of being thrown by this particular experience. He had to rub a little cream, a little bit of cream on his kids, like, you know, bum cheeks and thighs because he was getting a little bit of nappy rash, you know. And so he was rubbing the cream on his on his on his infant child's, you know, his 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 14 week old baby's bum and thighs. And when he was doing the thighs, he said his little boy, his little 14 week old baby popped a little baby boner and he was just freaked the fuck out he didn't know what to do he was just like what what do i do with this how do we what i don't want to I, I mean i don't it's in the way of what i'm trying to do i don't want to touch it but i also want to get it out of the fucking way how do i deal with this and he freaked out and called his wife was just like come here come here, come here like, check it out he's got a fucking baby boner what do i do and uh and they both just kind of laughed at it for a while which i think by the way is just going to give the kid I mean, even if he's not even aware, if the first time you pop a boner, your parents laugh at you somewhere deep in the subconscious, that image has to be burned onto your memory, surely, right? He's gonna, he's, at some point, he's gonna get to like 16 years old and he's gonna pull his cock out in front of his girlfriend <laughs> and be like, yeah, here it is, babe. He's gonna pull out his cock and she's gonna, like, I don't know, he's going to see superimposed on her face the laughing faces of his parents. And he's going to wonder why. Where did this come from? What, what, what cruel demon crawled into my fucking mind to give me this experience? Little does he know, it's because it actually happened the first time he popped a baby boner. Weird shit like that. Weird shit like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's creepy. It's fucking weird. <sighs> It's another reason that makes me go, I don't know, do I need a baby? I really want to have kids in the future, but not if they're going to be popping boners. I, I, don't, I don't want to be around baby boners. That's not a thing that I crave in my life. You know, <laughs> that's, not, that's not on my bucket list of things to see and or be around. Hey, God, Jesus, number 63, you know, red rocket, red rocket. I don't need that in my life. Just desti- I, I guess I just need to have a baby girl. But even look, look, baby girl is one thing I did experience. I mean, mean personally, I never cleaned it because I was, you know, when I started dating my ex and, and raising her baby from the age of 13 months, she was 13 months. So she was already definitely much bigger than, you know, the baby my friends have got. But even then, you know, certain things like when you have to clean a baby's fucking vagina, right? You, you when, when a baby poops in a nappy, it makes perfect sense that some of the poop travels around the nappy. And if you've got a little girl, you have to clean the vag because sometimes poop goes... Hang on. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) This is the most vile 
fucking way to start this podcast. But it's also, no, it's, it's the reality of life. Here's the reality. I have definitely popped a baby, a baby boner when I was an infant in front of my parents. My parents have seen baby boners. They probably had to move. In fact, I told my other friends about it. I was like, fucking baby boner, that's so gross. And, and my French uh, French and Italian friends, Sophie and Dino, were, whose birthday party for their kid we were at, when I, when I heard the baby boner story, they were like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Our kid gets baby boners all the time. That's just a thing that happens. And what you do is you just, you just push it out of the way. You just push it out of the way. Like a fucking... <laughs> like a like a like a blade of grass that's in your way, like a like a tall blade of grass that you need to like 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 you're traversing the jungle and there's a branch in your way. You just push it to the sides and carry on with your business. And I was like, wow. But like, if you've got a little girl, you have to clean sometimes poop out of the. Anyway, all I'm saying is, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have kids. I'm just gonna have a really understanding wife uh, who's perfectly comfortable with me not having to wipe shit out of vaginas or manhandle baby bonus that's i'll clean the ass but when it comes to the genital area you got to come in you got to step in i gotta tag you tag you're in let's do this <laughs> wwe style i'll be wearing a mask it's no actually no that's even more creepy fuck it whatever anyway parenthood it's disgusting it's terrifying but it made me grossly aware of just how single i am and uh just how far away from having a child i am but who knows Maybe, 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 just maybe at some point I'll get there. I hope so. Oh, what else has been going on? Uh, fucking more school shootings. I don't know, man. There's so many shootings this day in America. I, I, just before I left, there was another one. And I had an idea about shootings, right? That, I'm just going to run it by you guys because you're my sounding boards. Remember, email me, savagepodcast at jeffreyleach.com. That's J-E-F-F-R-E. Y-L-E-A-C-H dot com. Savage podcast at jeffreyleach.com if you've got any thoughts on the show. This is my idea, right? I feel like the military could capitalize on all the school shootings, right? Hear me out. I'm going to have a sip of tea. So British, drinking tea while I do a podcast in a drawing room. I'm just in the, I'm just in the front room drinking a cup of tea, eating some fish and chips, and my teeth look terrible. Here's my idea, right? The military, I feel like, could release a series of adverts about <laughs> about school shootings and, and and really up their their enlistment rate. You know, it could be like, hey, are you 16 to 18? Do, do you, you know, want to live to see 20? Cool. Join the military. You're infinitely less likely to get shot than you are at a high school. You know, the message is clear, it's simple, I think it drives home an important point. And realistically, if you join the military for a couple of years, that means you can go off to college, right? You could be in the military, you could do some training, see how you get on, see if you like it, see if you want to stay in for active service. And even if you don't, then you'd have the fucking knowledge and the skills that if someone does come to your college campus to try and fuck shit up with a semi-automatic semi weapon, at least you'd be, have some kind of level of training to potentially take them down. Like that, that that kid did at that Waffle House. You know, when that, that the guy went in and shot up like five black people and then this young this young man was in the in the restroom and he heard it, heard the shots, and then he heard the shots stop and heard the guy re was clearly reloading a clip and that's when he pounced and he fucking took that guy out like a hero. That guy was the most ridiculously modest guy as well. He was so fucking humble. That's a real hero. 
Real hero. Humble, amazing, saved the day, and then was just like, hey man, I was just, you know, just doing my thing. It was great. Anyway, I feel like the military could uh, could could absolutely capitalize on this. Because there's got to be something, something good has to come out of this shit. Every single fucking week now, there's another shoot, and I just don't understand. How long is it going to take until... Trump and the rest of his fucking cunts in charge take take some notice of that. Who do we have to send in? Who do we have to send in for gun reform? Kim Kardashian prison reform done. We need a we need a bigger celebrity. We need a heavier hitter. You know what I mean? Dennis Rodman he can do peace talks with North Korea. Makes sense. I like it. He's got an inside reason for being there. He's buddies with both guys. It's perfect. Yeah. Kim Kardashian, prison reform. Of course we put those two things together. Of course Kim Kardashian. The woman famous for fucking a rapper and having him urinate on her. That's literally what launched her to fame, pretty much. Of course that woman should be leading the charge on prison reform. Because in prison, there's a big chance you might get urinated on. (laughs) By a rapper, depending on which prison you go to. If it's Chicago... Or Atlanta, yeah, 100% you're going to get urinated on by a rapper. If I ever end up in jail, I'm ready to take the yellow from the brown. That's what's going to happen, all right? I'm not ready to take the brown from the yellow, though. If you understand what that means, you're as fucked in the head as I am. I'm just saying we need a heavier hitter to go in and talk about gun reform. That's probably, that's the only thing that's going to sway that lunatic reality star motherfucking cunt's minds, right? Who do we send in to talk about gun reform with Trump and get some real action moving forward, all right? It's got to be someone huge because, you know, the NRA, come on. They're funding that motherfucker. So it's got to be someone, it's got to be someone huge that Trump loves. Roseanne? No, she's never going to do it. She's, she's, I mean, she's got time on her hands now, but she's never going to do it. Let's be real. She's not into it. She probably loves guns. She's probably always got a couple about her person just hidden under a fucking roll of obesity fat um who could who could we send in that trump likes well we know he likes foreigners right likes those sexy eastern european women um maybe jaja gabor is she still alive i don't know she sounds like she could do it she's a well-known entity who's a fake uh monica bellucci no okay um i'm gonna think on it i'm gonna come back with some suggestions let me know your suggestions. Maybe you've got a good idea who could actually take that gun reform to the White House and see some change happen. It's about fucking time. If not, kids, if you're listening to this and you are, you know, under 18, do me a favor or you haven't gone to college yet, just join the military. Do you know what I mean? Like, you are honestly probably less likely. If I, I, I wish I pulled up bothered to do research. You know, one day I'll have a producer on this show and I'll actually be able to get them to do all the, uh, all the hard work. <laughs> but... Here's the reality. I reckon if you check the facts and figures of how many American deaths there were in the military, in maybe overseas conflicts currently, or maybe 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 even just like national conflict, I don't know, uh, training exercises, I don't know. I, I guarantee there's less deaths with military personnel from the US right now than there probably are deaths of... Americans subject to, uh, you know, death of a, of, a, of gun crime in the US. 100%. 100% percent. So you're killing more Americans in your own country with guns than foreign 
insurgents and fucking enemies are in foreign countries where there's conflict right now, like military conflict. That's so fucking mental. That's such a mental concept. Just join the military. That's what I'm saying, kids. What else have I been up to? Watching porn. Been watching a bit of porn. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta need a little relax. It can't all be, you know, trying to help the world. Uh, you know, it's hard being a non-stop philanthropist. It's hard dedicating so much of my time to trying to rectify the world with ridiculous concepts on a podcast that comes out, you know, once every week or two weeks, depending on how much of the work I got. But um, I always find time for a little shuffle of the knuckles, uh, as I should. You need that relief. You need that release. I, I think if, if it builds up, you get too fucking crazy. I'll tell you why I need a release lately in, in, a, in a moment. It's, it's being back in England has definitely pushed me to a place of despair, and I'll explain why in a second. But here's, here's what threw me the other day. Just stuff has been throwing me lately, like the, the baby boner that threw me, that made me feel weird and kind of made me question the validity of wanting to be a father. <laughs> uh, what else made me feel weird? Watching some porn the other day, and I was watching. Um, it was like a. It was like a three-way. It was a girl that I'm a, a fan of, Rebecca Linares, wonderful porn actress. Like she's. I mean, she's really she she takes the golden. She she owns a couple of Golden Globes, but she really takes the biscuit and the dick. But she definitely takes the biscuit when it comes to wonderful pornographic acting. I think she's she's nailed it. It's nailed her more times, but she's nailed it as well. And I was watching uh, a DP scene. That means double penetration for those of you who are, you know, liars and say they don't watch pornography. And there were two guys. And at one point, I don't know what made me, you know, decide to look away from from the focus on her for a second you know I was losing my boner probably so I was like I better look at the guys just to get that back <laughs> happy pride by the way everyone uh anyway I I looked just briefly my eyes for some reason probably the cock were, were, were drawn to the men for a second and I noticed that while she was getting dp'd the two guys so that one guy was laying down he was laying on his back and she was on top of him, riding him, um, facing forward on him. You know, not reverse cowgirl. She was just riding him and she was on top. And then the other guy was behind her giving her anal whilst the other guy was vaginally stimulating her with his wonderful penis. And the two guys were going ham at it and she was giving a real good performance. She's, you know, she's, she's Latin American. She was giving it all like, hey, papi, oh, it's so good. She was really going hard on it. I was, I was there. I was present. I was emotionally involved. The scene was developing nicely. The lighting was perfect. They'd really spent some decent time on the costume and the set design. Anyway, I was drawn to the guy's eyes for a minute because I saw, I was like, are they, are they, <laughs> are they, they were staring into each other's eyes. Let me just let me just go through that again. Two men were DPing Rebecca Linares in this sex scene. She was giving it full ham, going hard, being the the, the legend of porno, pornographic acting that I know she is. And then I caught, I just saw that for a solid, it was like a minute, a solid minute. Not the guys weren't looking at her or her, 
you know, anus or her her pussy or her breast or her face or like they weren't remotely looking at the woman they were fucking. They were staring into each other's eyes. Maybe it was the camera angle, but I'm pretty certain it wasn't. It looked they were locked in. And it really just added <laughs> a completely a completely new dynamic to what was a sexy scene. Suddenly it became a tale of intrigue. A, 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 it became a dramatic like it became like a novella. I mean, there was a Latin woman, she was caught in a love triangle. It was clear her lovers were loving each other as well as her. There was there was something going on, man. And it made me go like, all right, well, first of all, I've always heard, like, I used to date a girl who did porn, who was an actress, a pornographic actress, and I've dated plenty of, like, cam girls and strippers, and I've met male porn actors. I did a, I was friends with a guy who was a porn actor who used to, who was on Big Brother years ago in the UK, and I used to host Big Brother's Big Mouth, so the spin-off show, and I met him, and we became friendly, and we talked a lot about porn and stuff like that, and sex education, and he became a, an advocate for sexual health and sexual education. He was a teacher as well. He was legit a teacher in a school. Got fired when they found out that he made porn as well as his in his own time, and uh, became like a an educator for sex education and for sexual reform and blah 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 blah, um, and safe sex etc. Anyway, and and he said to me, and so did this girl actually, that a lot of male actors will be bisexual. You know, they 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 will uh, they do gay porn. They're gay for some of them are just gay for pay. Some of them. Uh, I, I feel like I can completely and utterly separate sex from emotional connection with someone. So I can be very emotionally connected to a woman and be fucking her as well and enjoying the sex. And then one day she goes, you know what? I actually, I met another guy and I, I, you know, I don't want to have sex anymore. I just want to be friends. And I go, yeah, cool. I can absolutely do that. It's so simple for me because I can get sex in other places. Not like it's hard to, to meet someone who's sexually interested in having that kind of a relationship. And also because... Um, I value the friendship of someone who I'm lovers with. You know, I value that friendship. It, that is an, a, a wonderful dynamic and 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 dimension to a to a relationship with someone. So I get that these men can like you know just separate out. This is my job. I fuck someone for a living. That's my job. However, gay for pay. That's a really. That's a pff, wow. That's a that's that's a leap forward. You got to be pretty fucking sexually developed to be able to just go. You know what? It's just it's it's another anus. Sure, this one's got hair around it. <laughs> sure, this one's got a big old slong hanging out the other end of it. But you know, I'm just it's just a, it's just an asshole. Sure, it's just a mouth. Sure, there's there's a beard surrounding it. That's like next level. Bisexuality, of course, I get that shit. Maybe these two actors in this scene with Rebecca were just were just bisexual. Maybe they maybe they, they were into each other. Maybe they were boyfriends. They could have been boyfriends with each other and were just like fucking Rebecca for a scene, for pay. I don't know. But it really ruined the moment of the story. <laughs> As if the story in pornography ever matters. I, I like that I'm trying to break this down, some kind of review of a piece of theatre. Uh, what really broke the fourth wall for me was when the two male leads stared into each other's eyes. There was a tenderness, an emotional connection that didn't fit with the overall narrative of the script. <laughs> it 
it just threw the fuck out of me. Just threw me. And I just went, oh my God, what am I watching now? I don't know if I'm watching a heterosexual, you know, two guys on one girl DP sex scene. Or am I watching two men? Am I watching a really sad film, short film, about two men's unrequited love? And the woman who is holding them apart. Society's expectations of them hiding them apart. I was just like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like if they were going to do that, if they're going to do that, if they're going to lose themselves in the moment and stare deeply into one another's eyes, go full hand, boys. Just pull out and just fucking push her to the side gently and just just get up inside of each other. <laughs> like, really, really catch me off guard. Do you know what I mean? Make me question everything about myself if you're going to do that shit. But don't fucking, don't just, just throw a conundrum into the mix when I got my dick in my hand. That's, come on, lads, unfair. Unfair behavior. It threw me. It threw me, I'm not going to lie. It made me feel really weird. I didn't know what to do about it. Um, so I just carried on furiously masturbating. It was, it, it was, it was all right. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I feel that the older I get, the more open I am to the idea of settling down. I've been dating a girl back in, in LA. I've been spending a bit of time with her. I'm quite terrified about it. Not not afraid to tell you. The idea, the prospect of giving some kind of serious emotional connection to a person again. Maybe that's why those guys staring into each other's eyes threw me. It wasn't even about the fact that it was two men who were seemingly involved in a heterosexual sexual situation and yet emotionally seem more connected with each other in some kind of homosexual arrangement or bisexual arrangement. It wasn't even that. Maybe it was the fact that I just couldn't handle that level of connection, sensitive connection in something that was meant to be just about sex. Because I think I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of being with people again. You know, I've been doing that very 30-year-old thing, which is, you know what, I'm just focused on my career. I'm just focused on my career right now. And, uh, yeah, i got time. Yeah, 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 I want kids. Yeah, I want a relationship. But, I, yeah, i got to wait until I've got me right. Is that just an excuse? What do you guys think? Is, is that an excuse that people who are fucking lonely use? Or people, not even lonely, because it's not even about loneliness. Those who are scared. Scared to enter into that level of emotional connection again because they've been hurt previously in the past by an ex-partner is that the excuse that people use i, I, I here's 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 a flip here's a flip on it there was um one a girl that i know i was quite fucking pissed off right girl that i know on facebook posted a status a facebook status recently and it was just like oh for fuck's sake are there any gentlemen left in the world question mark now, first of all, I fucking can't stand when I hear this just man-hating bullshit. I get that, you know, it can be, like, just from your subjective point of view. She had a bad experience. Maybe she had a bad date. She was just reacting. She was having an offload to her friends online. I get all that shit. Maybe it's my hypersensitivity. There's definitely an element of that, that right now, because of what's going on with social climate in the world right now, it feels like so many women are just man-haters. So they don't just think that, you know, the pieces of shit like Harvey Weinstein's of the world are bad men. They just assume now that every man is a piece of shit. Every man is an arsehole. Every man is a sexual deviant. It's like, 
fucking change the record a little. Let's 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 be a little bit more f- specific and focused on our hatred of men. There are definitely men out in the world that need to be hated, but vice versa. There's plenty of fucking pieces of shit that are women as well. Now that doesn't mean that I go on Facebook. I would never put a Facebook update going, "Oh God, is every woman in the world just a fucking bitch?" Can you imagine? What would happen? Can you imagine the kickback from that? In fact, you know what? I almost want to post that as a Facebook status right now, right now, and then see over the week what the responses are and then talk about them on the podcast. Shall I do that? I should do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go, oh my God, is everyone... No, in fact, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm an idiot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking this up for the fucking podcast for you guys. But here's the reality. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because A, A, one, that is not my belief. I don't think that every woman on the planet is a bitch. I think that the majority of women on this planet are decent fucking people just trying to get through life. Just like most men on this planet, the majority. And I'm saying that very fucking clearly so you understand it. The majority of men on this planet are decent individuals. But they don't get the fucking airtime. Who gets the airtime are the pieces of shit that are hurting people, that are assaulting people, the pieces of shit that are fucking using their power against people, the pieces of shit who are violent, who are aggressive. That is not the majority of men. <clears throat> now what fucking upset me is the, 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 the crass idiocy of this girl to be like, oh God, are there any gentlemen left? I was like, yeah, there's a shit ton. But guess what? Hey, you're probably not fucking interested in them because they don't look how society has told you handsome, powerful, sexy men are meant to look. So you don't even look twice at them. You're not even interested in them. Not in that way, certainly. B, you probably you probably have met a lot of those men, but you know what? You're not even aware that they're a potential lover. You see them in different, I don't know, you put them in, well, that would be my friend or that'd be my trusted confidant or that's my work colleague or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. I just feel like, I get why so many fucking dudes are becoming, are are trying to find places they can align themselves with that don't hate, loathe, and demonize men at every turn, every opportunity. I think that the majority of men, I can't say with any certainty, I don't know if there's statistics on it, I doubt there's been uh, an, an, an explorative enough, um, uh, social uh, uh, experiment, not social experiment, um, you, you know, uh, a statistical experiment carried out that has chested. I've never been asked what my beliefs are on women by any kind of online survey. So there probably hasn't been the survey of enough men to work out how they feel about women. But I would hazard a guess. I would like to believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt I fucking am, that the majority of men love respect and want to see women flourish and want to support them and believe in the equality of the sexes but i don't think that as many women believe in the equality of the sexes i don't think that a huge amount of the women that lead in the charge want the equality of genders they don't they want rights for women and they want men to receive less rights they don't want... I'll give you an example. I'll give you a fucking example. I better back this up because I know otherwise it's going to be, oh my God, he's a misogynist. How dare he say these things about women? These are opinions. These are these are, these are are questions that I'm trying to work out myself. So don't fucking categorize me as anything. All right? You fucking SJW blog writing cunt. 
How dare you? Don't you fucking tell me what I am. I'll tell you what I am. I'm a man who believes that women should be treated equally as men in every way, shape, and form in terms of their earnings, right? the rights they receive, the safety they can go through their lives feeling, you know, the, the, the way they're treated by their peers, by their colleagues, the, the respect and the rights they're given, the power they're given at work, the opportunities they're afforded. I believe that in the same way that I believe that for people of color. What I don't fucking believe is that most women want to be treated exactly the same as men. They don't want to pay half for a first date. The majority of women do not want that. This is based on a survey that I've done of, let's say, I don't know, a couple of thousand women, maybe a few more, maybe three, four thousand by now. How many dates have I been on my life? Thousands is the reality. Guess what? An infinite minority, an infinite minority, less than 5% have ever put their card in for a fucking, for half the thing. This is, this is the point. This is the point. There's like, it's just, it's just so fucking, it's just bullshit. There's, there's certain elements of equality that certain people don't want. And we make these big gender statements. People like to go, men are this. But you can't do the opposite. You can't say anything about what women are right now because to do that immediately uh, gets you gets you labelled as some kind of alt-right fuckboy or, uh, or some kind of, you know, Trump-supporting conservative, you know, arsehole who fucking hates the rights that women are getting, it's, it, which is not true. We just go, listen, yeah, yeah, I'm down for equality. But by the way, if we're going to go for equality, then that extends to every aspect of society. You happy with that? Oh wait, sorry. You wait, wait, sorry. You want to be able to like fucking punch a man in the face or hit a man, but then you don't want a man to respond to violence with violence. Hang on a sec. You want to give, uh, give you get to decide when you where you go on a date with a guy and blah blah blah, but you don't want to fucking pull your card out and pay half. Wait, you want to do those things? It's just it's just bullshit. Wait, you want to be able to have the freedom of speech to tell. Any person in the world, especially men, what horrendous pieces of shit they are for their behavior when they're acting like a piece of shit, of which a, a lot of them have done, and yet when you're acting like a fucking cuntbag, you don't want a man to be able to tell you because that means he's a woman hater. Nah, nah, fuck you. Bullshit. Bullshit. Either we're equal or we're not equal. Either we have specific roles that are assigned to our genders or we don't. I believe there's a gray area. I believe we should be treated equal in the most important facets of life, the political, the social, the the the, the work related, the the safety elements, you know, like like physically we should be we should be afforded the same uh rights and not be fucking groped etc. But guess what? Women grope me all the fucking time. I walk off stage after doing stand up and women grab my fucking junk. They grab my shit. I had a woman grab my ass the other day after a fucking show. If that happened to a chick Fuck me. It would be all over. It would be all over social media. It would be a news item. It would be a hashtag. Happens to a guy and we just go, eh. Now, I understand there's a different response there because men physically, as a gross generalization, physically uh, might be more um, uh, more at ease with dismissing that because they could probably physically stop a woman doing that. Grab her hand, remove it. You know, there's, no, there's less of a fear there. Whereas when a creepy fucking dude grabs a girl in a bar she genuinely worries that it might 
end up becoming, you know, the worst physical assault that a woman could possibly undergo because a man can overpower her. And I understand that. It's just, it's just here in a point where I, I just, if I can make a carpet statement, women, two women in the world, there are the majority of men, let me say this directly to any of the female listeners, the majority of men in the world right now are on your side. The majority of men in the world right now want to see you treated with love, respect, in the same way that I want to see my mum and my sister and my baby niece treated a certain way. I want every woman in the world to be treated that way. But if you keep demonizing every fucking man and carpet blanket including every man as a certain thing, as a horrendous demon... As a, as a nasty as a nasty thing to be low to be hated to be to be constantly questioned and taken to task then guess what you're gonna lose so many allies it's really it's really it's really sad because I'm seeing it happen already I'm seeing these fucking young impressionable dopey dickhead boys going why do women hate all men I, I don't, I've done nothing wrong blah, 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 blah. and then they get aligned with the wrong kind of group of dudes who are like Hey man, we're bringing back men. We're bringing back men. Manhood. We're bringing it back. That's what's happened now. You're either like overt liberal lefty or you have to be this fucking overt machismo dickhead. And both of them are just a bunch of cunts. Oh God. Speaking of a bunch of cunts, Sting and Shaggy. <laughs> Sting? Hey, hey, guess what? Guess what's going to be the hot tunes for the summer, guys? That's right. Sting and Shaggy. No, you heard me right. Sting. Sting. Walking on the moon. Sting. I'm an alien in New York. Sting. Roxanne. Sting and Shaggy. Will me. Are releasing an out. They've already like fucking. They put it out I think. They're on tour. They're touring together. They're performing shows. That's. I mean that's a pretty. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like out of the two of them. The bigger. I mean Sting was always considered. A serious musician. Shaggy is a serious musician, but let's be honest, a number of his biggest hits are amusing, right? It wasn't me. What's it got me on the counter? It wasn't me. Like it, it was a funny song. What happened to Sting's career? Like what happened? That's like David Bowie collaborating with Cardi B. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's literally that. It's like it's just fucking throw me a little bit. It's like share doing a collab with Cardi B. That would be a, a relative <laughs> flip for the genders. It's just fucking mental. What happened to Sting that he went, you know what? I need a new direction. I'm feeling really stagnant in my career. What's really gonna what's really gonna, you know, explore the, the musical horizons for me? What's really what's really gonna what's really gonna exaggerate my my musical potential? What's really gonna take me to a new place of creative creative peaks i know <laughs> who was that guy from that song it wasn't me it wasn't me oh soul soul was a mole. let me get that guy and we're gonna do a fucking album together i, I just want to know i want to interview them because i want to know please tell me how did this friendship come about how did this collaboration become birthed from your lives what happened to your lives that brought sting and shaggy into the same fucking space and they went you know what buddy let me let's play it through oh hello hi shaggy um didn't expect to see you here oh hello how's it going how's it going still 
I don't know why he sounds like that. I can't do a shaggy voice. Hey, son, how's it going, man? I'm just here hanging out. Yes, that's right. I'm just hanging out here as well. So, man, you know, when we were both having sex with Rebecca Linares, yes, it was quite a moment. <laughs> and we're starting to each other's eyes. Oh, yes, what a moment that was. Mmm, so very emotional. Well, you know what, Tommy, man? We should do some music together. That's right, we should. Boom. That was it. Maybe they were just involved in some kind of coke-fueled DP action at fucking Miley Cyrus's house. I don't know. I could see her doing that. And they ended up staring deep into each other's eyes. Who knows? Who knows? It was just, it's just weird. I just, uh, I'm, I've given up with music. I, you know what? I mentioned Cardi B earlier. I'm not even ashamed to say anymore. I really fucking like a couple of Cardi B tracks. What's that one called? Bodak Yellow or something? I fucking love that. I love that tune. I've been listening to Drake, God's Plan, on repeat lately. I don't even know what's happening to me. Maybe I should worry less about Sting and Shaggy and more about my musical taste and what's going on with me. It's pretty... It's pretty... Uh, it's pretty depressing. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore or what I'm becoming. Um, I'm listening to Cardi B. I'm listening to Drake. I'm watching porn, but instead of focusing on the woman, I'm staring at the men who are staring deep into each other's eyes. I'm questioning music like a, a flamboyant, oh my God. I'm trying to get young men to join the military. This is what, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's painting a picture of a man with some kind of sexual identity crisis. Am I? I feel like all I got to do is suck a dick and that's it. I'm, I'm fully turning. I'm, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of men on the internet a lot of a lot of supporters a lot of fans who would definitely love to see me go you know what that's it i'm giving homosexuality a go i mean i've talked about this in one of the previous podcasts the fact that i'd hit the point with dating women that i i might just as well suck a dick just to see if i can do it and if i could i feel like the relationship would be so easy and so relaxing but maybe that's what's happening i feel like is it possible to turn Turn into a gay man, but not want to fuck men. Because if that's possible, that's what's happening. I think I've gone fully, I'm going fully gay. I just, I just haven't got to the bit where I want to, you know, be sexually aroused by men yet. But every other aspect of it, you know, questioning behavior <laughs> of the fairer sex. Oh my God. Staring at men as they're staring into each other's eyes during a, a pornographic movie questioning the world of music and acting like I'm the be-all and end-all of the decisions that are made there, referencing Cher <laughs> and Miley Cyrus. Oh my God, I'm a gay man. It's all become clear now. It's all become clear. Well, maybe I could lead the charge on, on, on defending gay men's rights. You know, like, there was that Colorado baker, wasn't there? This was, this was latest in the news. There was a Colorado baker who refused to bake a cake for a gay couple. He found out they were a gay couple and went, I am a Christian. And as a Christian, I do not believe in your beliefs of loving another man. And I do not believe that I should have to make a cake in my store for a gay couple. So you take your faggot asses out of here and get yourself down to another bacon store. Go down to the Cheesecake Factory. 
You get the sustenance you need from there because I am not, I repeat, not baking a cake for a gay couple. Now, at the risk of sounding a little bit old-fashioned, you're a baker! You are doing one of the most fantastically effeminate things that you can possibly do. I bake cakes for a living, darling. I'm a cake baker. I will decorate them with gorgeous <laughs> marzipan. I shall, I shall put icing in wonderful little twists. Oh, look, my alarm clock's going up. It's telling me to hurry up and finish this podcast. I'm going to put little twists of color on the top. I sh- what would you like designed on there? What romantic me- gesture shall I write atop the top of your, your wonderful cake? Oh, a wedding. I love weddings. I can wear a hat. You are literally doing one of the gayest jobs, dude. You're baking cakes. It's like super fucking flamboyant and effeminate and wonderful. All right? You're a fabulous baker. And you're, you're going to di- discriminate because two guys want to fucking get... Also, you fucking dick. Like, who loves cakes and frosting and... Bright colours and wonderful design. Gay men, dude! The entire design world, the entire fashion world. Like how many men in the culinary world love to create wonderful meals and then just just chow down on a dick. Huge amounts. How would you why would you limit yourself? Just as a business decision. Let's ignore the fucking fake religion you follow. Oh shit. Yeah, I said it. This fucking fake god who, by the way, was like pulling out men's bones from the start. Hey, Adam, give me that fucking sweet rib. Mm, I'm going to create you a woman. But guess what? <laughs> You're probably going to be less interested in her. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to design men with a fucking G-spot deep inside of their anus. Mm, let's think on that for a while. Hey, guess what? I'm going to create major civilizations that will dominate the world. The Romans, the Greeks. Oh, guess what? Every single one of those civilizations going to fuck the shit out of young boys. <laughs> like, your God is gay, dude. Your God is gay. He designed us gay and you're doing the gayest job. The only way you could be more fucking gay is if you were, a, I don't know, a dance choreographer or a musical theater director. That's literally it. Baker is up there. Cake Baker is definitely up there as a gay-friendly job, my friend. And you're going to limit your fucking client base by stopping gay men from buying your products? You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. You know what the best part of this whole thing was, if you guys didn't know, right? So this Colorado Baker, first of all, first of all, Congress sided with him. He won his court case to have the right to not bake cake. That's fucking stupid. It's so fucking dumb. We're pushing towards a world where what? We want to accept everyone. But now you go, well, you can't go into a certain store. Dude, that's like a, that's like a hair's breadth away from being like, yo, uh, black people, sorry to like, sorry to put this on you, black people. But guess what? This particular bus driver, is he's a racist. And we have to defend his rights. He's decided that he would rather black people sit on the back of the bus. Or actually, he'd rather they just stand on the bus so white people can sit down. Because he's a racist and we have to respect his beliefs. I don't give a fuck what religion you are, dude. If your beliefs are discriminating against people, which this is, why would Congress pass that? How can they How can they defend that fucking moral standpoint? I don't give a fuck what your beliefs are. But if your beliefs have to be put on other people, then that that is... Oh, my God. 
It's ridiculous. The world has gone crazy, man. The world has gone crazy, and I, I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel. If you are, if you could see decent things happening, tell me about it. I need that fucking validation that something's going to be all right. I need that little cheer up to know that this is not the end of the world. I think someone said to me the other day, in fact, a director that I know, a wonderful guy named Jorg, came and saw my comedy show on Sunday. We had a lovely packed-out audience, sold-out show. It was fucking brilliant. And at the end of it, we were talking and we made a joke and I said something about, you know, but well, in sort of 10 years, you know, bro. And he was like, you think we're going to be alive in 10 years time? You think that the world is going to exist in 10 years time? And you know what? He made me, got me thinking about it. I spent all night tossing and turning going, he's right. The motherfucker's right. I don't know. I really, at this point, do not know if we're going to be alive in 10 years time. I think we're going to push and pull and scrape against each other so much and become so fucking polarized that it's only a matter of time until nations are like that to the point where pew, pew, few nukes that's it man let's see how these talks go with king john Un and trump apparently trump likes him now i don't know bit of a fucking 180 wasn't it rocket man and now he's like hey, yeah kim jong Un, i feel got real good hope this country's gonna be great blah 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 bro you've been there a fucking half an hour Dennis Rodman must have slipped him some of the fucking drugs he's been doing his entire career. You know what I mean? Just going. <laughs> he's always sniffing. Have you noticed that? Dennis Rodman. Always... <laughs> Dennis Rodman sounds like a pug. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. He sounds like a pug dog. He's literally. <laughs> I don't know if it's his septum finally falling out. I'm not sure. Maybe it's collapsed years ago. <laughs> All that fucking metal in his tongue and face and lips. <laughs> I don't even know it's been a real, real man, man. Yeah, you know, it's been real good. Donald Trump and Kim, you know. They're talking to each other. It's, just, it's too fucking weird, man. I can't listen to that guy talk anymore. Maybe. Maybe it's all going to be good. Maybe maybe this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. I don't know. I'm terrified. I'm terrified we're all going to be dead in a few years' time. What do you think? We're going to be alive? Are we gone? Is there hope for any of us? If you want a cake, here was the best thing about that cake story. The Colorado Baker, right? So Congress passed it. Anyway, don't fuck with the gay community. Can I... Like, if you're thinking... Honestly, at this point, at this point, if you want to pick on someone like here, here's the deal like it doesn't matter what you say it doesn't matter who you discriminate against of course you're going to get taken to task the internet has allowed that now people can immediately find shit so as soon as you do something stupid like there was that whole pewdiepie uh you know big youtuber the biggest youtuber on the internet pewdiepie i don't know he's got like fucking whatever 60 million followers or something he uh was copy striked by some chick this this fucking uh, titty streamer on uh twitch twitch is a video game broadcast platform um which has now become dominated quite a bit by cam girls and also girls who are not actually you know going fully nude but girls who do sexy photos basically instagram thoughts instagram thoughts and cam girls making content on the internet and it's basically the content it's predominantly them either doing squats for subscriber money or wearing tiny little outfits and pretending like they're doing something else. Like, hey, look at me, I'm painting a picture. Or, hey, I'm doing a cosplay. But really, it's just, look at my tits, 11-year-old boys. Give me money with your parents' credit cards. Subscribe using that Amazon Prime your parents have. Blah, 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 blah. Here's ways for me to monetize my tits in a different way. And fine, don't hate the 
player hate the game so whilst it frustrates me that kind of shit going on and being taken away the attention from decent streamers of both male and female gender people doing real content people coming up with inventive ways to capture an audience's attention with wonderful broadcasting skills with humor with collective and creative streaming with wonderful gameplay ignore those people let's just look at some girls who've got their titties hanging out and encourage young kids to focus on that it's fine that's the way it is young boys is gonna like that don't hate the player hate the game fine i hate the platform for allowing that shit to go on but this chick fucking outwardly came out and went oh my god he mentions me in one of his videos let's copy strike him right now oh i'm gonna do that and she says in her video hey i'm gonna get 700 i got 700 bucks last time i did that i got a company that deals with all the copy strikes and they get me loads of money it's worth money to me anyway the internet took her to task found they saw the clip and they found her talking about how setting up a sham marriage and then divorcing the guy when she came to America to Canada from Colombia and blah 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 and it became a whole thing and they reported her to immigration Canadian immigration so they started investigating her and it's like you can't do anything now you can't be a shitbag and not get called on it by the internet that's what's going to happen people will dig up your past everything's out there that's why I put everything out about me that is that is fucking shitty because you know then you guys can go all right well he's already owned it it's the best way to do it but that's what's happening in this day and age. But here's my thing. If you're going to go after someone, do not go after the gay community. Because, bro, the gay community are fucking, like, so wonderfully dedicated <laughs> to tearing down homophobes. Like, they will go above and beyond, right? Gay men, especially, will fucking ruin you, dude. So this baker... He may have won his court case. Congress may have voted in his favour to go, well, he reserves the right to not want to serve gays if he's, you know, a devout Christian. And that's okay because, you know, Jesus Christ and America number one and First Amendment, baby, blah, 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 all of that fucking retarded bullshit. But guess what they did? Gay men took to the internet and they <laughs> went online and they re dubbed his business his place of business in all searches google yelp all of that as a gay bar <laughs> which is just just beautiful and epic and this inbred fuckface won't be able to know how to change it i guarantee it they started reviewing him they talked about how it's one of the best gay spots in the city they just really have just like torn him apart and that's what will happen man like just what i'm saying is pick your enemies Maybe make them someone who's a piece of shit. Maybe stop going after gay men. Maybe stop going after men in general. Can we all just be a little bit... Let's just have a day where we celebrate nice guys. Just for one day. I just would love to see... Hey, what a nice guy. What a nice guy this guy is. He's a hero. He's a sweet guy. He did this for me today. There are gentlemen in the world. They exist out there to the go on Facebook. There's plenty of fucking gentlemen. You just got to open your eyes and see them. You know, just open your eyes and look for them. Stop looking to pieces of shit to validate you. Stop looking to that fucking douchebag who's got a six pack on the Instagram, but ultimately will use you just as a fucking piece of pussy. And then you wonder why he has no intention of conversing with you or having any kind of emotional connection with you whatsoever. You know, God forbid. And also, you know, Jesus Christ, let's be honest, boys. It's only a matter of time until I'm looking to you to validate me too. So get those dicks ready. Because I'm pretty certain <laughs> that six to 12 months, I'm going gay for pay. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for joining the podcast. Remember to tell your friends about this motherfucker. Please hit them up. Be like, yo, what's up? There's this really great podcast. You should check it out. 
You're going to love it. I love you, each and every one of you. Make sure to subscribe over at soundcloud.com slash Savage Snowflake Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and five stars on iTunes. I would be very grateful if you do that, if you've got an iTunes account. And look after yourselves. I'll see you next time. Take care, Savage. Ready, ready, ready.